Today is Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. Violence in Israel. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. Subscribe, leave a rating, share it with a friend. Email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Complaints, praises, whatever you want to send our way. We're happy to, we're happy to hear it. Joining me, as always, to get through the news of the cray. That's what we're doing here. It's a crazy world out there. Let's get through it together. Billy Hallowell, Trey Gomes Phillips. Joining me now. What's up, fellas? It's hump day. I'm, I'm just living my dream, my best <laughs> life. Yeah. Always living your best life. I mean, always. and I, the world would not be as good of a place without this podcast. That's just Agreed. The the, Agreed. The That's science. Don't question it. Just accept it. But it's, since 2020, I think it's just best if we say science. It's like the trademark. If you have an R by it, like you own it. Like it's if it's science, it's true. You yes. Need to, no debate. Indeed, indeed, it is. Hey, lot coming up on the podcast today, fellas. Chris Pratt doubling down on uh, faith comments, right? Yeah, it seems like he's uh, saying he wouldn't do anything differently on some of his past comments, which is which is pretty interesting in light of some of his other comments last year. We'll we'll break it all down. Yeah, indeed. And a warning on the main thing today to parents about how Satan is systemically coming after children with pornography. That'll be on the main thing. But uh, first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And it was the worst weekend of terror attacks in Israel in a decade, including a brutal assault on a synagogue in a Jerusalem suburb, left seven people dead. That was on Friday as they were celebrating Shabbat and commemorating the International Holocaust Remembrance Day. And then the next day, a 13-year-old Palestinian boy shot and wounded a Jewish father and son. It all happened just before U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken arrived in Israel on Monday. He's expected to reaffirm U.S. support for a two-state solution. You can read the rest over at CBNNews.com. Sleet, snow, and freezing rain were snarling road and air travel in Dallas on Tuesday. And mixed precipitation. Our forecast is spread across the Northeast with time. As of yesterday, at least 2,500 flights had been canceled in the U.S., most of those heading to Dallas. And megachurch pastor Andy Stanley has been in the news recently over comments from a conference last year went viral now, in which he seemed to say LGBT people had more faith than congregants even at his own church. And now Stanley is scheduled to host a conference at his church for Christian parents of LGBT-identified children later this year. It's called the Unconditional Conference. It's going to be September 28th through 29th at Stanley's North Point Community Church in Georgia. Those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNNews.com. Guys, this Andy Stanley story has been... uh, There's just been a lot of chatter online about this, and now the timing of this new conference that's going to happen it's very interesting because look let's just let's just lay our cards face up on the table here this is a controversial issue that is going to have to be dealt with by each and every christian church in america at some point not because people are picking on one group or the other but because there is a major worldview disagreement on this issue and it doesn't seem like at least the LGBT side, they do not want to just live and let live. They want churches to change their views. And so this is a battle that's happening, and it looks like it's just going to continue to happen. Andy Stanley's church is a prominent church 
that's in the midst of this discussion as well. You kind of have a couple of options if you're in the position of Andy Stanley and North Point right now, and the options are to either remain silent, which is what has happened so far, or to address what, what is going on. And in that addressing what is going on, that means either clarifying that the narratives are incorrect or confirming that some of these things or all of them are correct. The silence only seems to sort of push toward that clarification. So it really feels like the best thing they could do from a PR perspective at this point is be honest about what is going right. on, what and, their heart and, is. What, yeah. Yeah. And maybe clarify their church's stance, because I think what's causing a lot of issue here is Stanley is sort of indicating that maybe he's going to be LGBT affirming and he, but he's not saying it outright. And so a lot of people are wondering where is he on this issue? And he keeps saying things and, you know, he's a famous pastor. So a lot of the things he says go around, they go across the country, people from all over beyond just uh, Georgia watch him on a weekly basis. So, so it's a big deal kind of where their official church stance is on this issue. And he kind of, he seems to be playing both sides of this to some extent. So I think that's what's causing, I think what you're talking about there, Billy, kind of that, well, where do you stand on this? Yeah. Well, I think that's why that's why scripture is so clear about our, our leaders, right? Our spiritual leaders are held to a different standard because I think they do create this mayhem for lack of a better word when they when they're not clear about what they're what they're thinking they've kind of stanley's church has kind of backed itself into a corner because if they don't say anything they're coming across as affirming uh, and if they do say something well they've created a crisis that they didn't need to create culturally uh by by being kind of vague in, in what they're saying so yeah it seems this way if they don't say anything at all it seems like andy stanley is like almost soft launching his his position on LGBT stuff uh, just as a trial balloon, see how it goes. Uh, and then if it goes well, he'll say one thing. And if it doesn't go well, he won't say anything at all. But the problem is, is that these are spiritual leaders. He's not just a TV personality. He's not just somebody who's out there and has a cultural sway. He's somebody who has spiritual sway. Uh, and that matters for believers around the country and even around the world, to your point, Dan, because people all over the world are listening to to figures like Andy Stanley. Well, and listen, and this is why there, there was a, there's a church in Jacksonville called First Baptist Church, and they wanted to clarify where they stand on this issue. And they went with sort of the standard biblical views of from for thousands of years that have been out there on sex, uh, sexuality and gender, you know, that, that marriage is between a man and a woman, et cetera, et cetera, all the standard stuff. And that homosexuality is a sin. Well, the, they, they created this statement and they wanted to have their members agree to this statement. And so, but then here are the headlines that they're having to deal with. Here's one from a local station there. First Baptist church members must now sign sexuality oath opposing LGBTQ freedoms. I mean, you see, this is what people are up against. And so they actually held an open mic um, night for, for the community to come in and question and talk. And um, I watched a lot of that and I thought he explained their position very well. Because there's, we've talked about this, guys, but there's this disconnect between loving someone and then having to agree with every single thing that that person thinks. And it's this massive disconnect between the LGBTQ community and the Christian community because Christians who generally stick to the Bible are going to think that that's one form of sexual sin, one of many. But people in that community think they're born that way and that there's no 
way around it and that's who they are. So then they don't adhere to that and they think, well, you're telling me I'm not who I am and who I can be. So that's a battle that just keeps playing out. But it's interesting when it's framed that way, like that you're somehow taking away freedoms from people. It's a uh, it's it's something that churches are going to have to deal with. Well, you know, that's why when you talk about legalities of thing and all things and all of those debates and discussions over the years that have happened, these are the natural progressions. Once something becomes legal, the assumption is that it's morally appropriate then. But there are lots of things in this country's history that have been legal, have been pushed by the government that have not been moral and okay over the years. And so if we went by that standard, imagine where we would be as a culture. But the broader issue, again, you don't see this stuff happening. Nobody's going to a public school and saying, oh, here's my litmus test for how you need to treat Muslim students. Are you being sensitive to every Muslim right. student or Hindu student? or Christian student who walks through your door. That's not something that happens in any other arena. And I think we ha we have to continue to talk about that because it's a strange dynamic to me. All right, well, we're going to we're gonna keep monitoring that that issue because it's playing out in a lot of different ways. So, of course, we'll be we'll be covering that as as things develop. Certainly what comes out of Andy's conference there at North Point, I will keep an eye on that as well. And But uh, obviously that's some time out. I guess what I say, September? I'm forgetting where we are. That's January. That's actually quite a distance out. But uh, nevertheless, I'm sure there'll be comments made about it from here until then. Um, as you said, you know, that staying silent on it just leaves a lot of questions. So, all right, we're going to head into our next story here. And also questions persist about Chris Pratt's faith. But a new Instagram post reopens the discussion and seems he seems to double down on his once viral MTV speech. And... And look, it's just, it's rare, uh, Billy, when we see Hollywood celebrities, when they're pressed about their face, stick to it. So this is interesting from Pratt. What happened? Yeah, it's especially interesting in light of the history. I think you have to start back at uh, 2018 when he gave his MTV speech. He was being honored for, with this generation award, this big award. And so he got on the stage and he was given three minutes to sort of talk through whatever it was he wanted to leave young viewers with. And he went through these nine points and they, some of them were really funny. And some of them were really, you know, just interesting. But but a number of them weaved into the funny comedy were really serious things about faith. The second point was you have a soul. Be careful with it. Um, he talked about the fact that God is real. His sixth point, God is real. God loves you. God wants the best for you. Believe that. Um, and so yeah, he went through this whole thing too, that the last point, nobody's perfect. People will say they're perfect or you're perfect. You're not. And so the point is he gave this speech, it went viral and it fueled a lot of the interest in his faith, right? This, this is a guy who posts about Jesus posts about the Bible, shares scriptures. He, we know he goes to church. He goes to Zoe Church out in California. Um, so this is somebody who has been known to be faithful. And so that speech went viral. Um, but then there were some things that happened in 2022. There was one thing in particular that caused a lot of head scratching. We covered this at CBN and Faithwire. Um, he gave an interview with Men's Health Magazine. And in that interview, he said, quote, I'm not a religious person. And what was so intriguing was he pointed back to that MTV speech and he had a number of things to say about that speech and how he felt like it was maybe the speech that actually led people to assume he was a religious person. And again, he said, I'm not. He talked about how religion has been oppressive over the years um, and he didn't know that he would become the face of religion. Now, again, this is through the lens of a reporter covering him and spending time with him, but that caused a lot of questions at the time. Yeah, and it's I, it's really frustrating to lean on 
snippets and quotes like that because they can you, you don't know the tone i'd rather see the video and see like him explaining it and what his tone is um because yeah that can be easily the tone of that can be missed just read even even if the reporter put it out there in the right way it's sometimes we read it the wrong way so that's a that's a tough one there but um what happened last year with the uh, men's health review and interview so that so that piece that I just shared, you know, the interview, I want to share something from that because part of what he said, and I think this is important as Christians to talk about, because we love to use that statement, I'm not a religious person. That's something you'll hear a lot, especially among evangelicals and non-denominational Christians. I'm not religious. I'm a person of faith. When he talked about that in the interview, he talked about a distinction between being religious. And he said, quote, adhering to the customs created by man, oftentimes appropriating the awe reserved for who I believe is a very real God and using it to control people, take money from people, to abuse children, to steal land, to justify hatred, whatever it is. And then he went on to talk about the evil in the heart of every single man. So the assumption some had was, well, he's saying he's not a religious person. Is he saying that he is lamenting that MTV speech, that he didn't like the speech, that he felt like, you know, it created this negativity for him? So that interview left, again, a lot of a lot of questions at the end of it, and it made you sort of think, wow, maybe he's stepping back from this sort of persona, this, you know, Christian persona that's been created for him. And you think, Billy, a lot of people, and I know we've gotten these emails, too, from you all out there. There's probably at least a couple of you listening right now going, why are you talking about Chris Pratt of these celebrities? And I apologize for my email voice that I give you, but that's just how I read the emails that when you complain, I want to get talking about Chris Pratt. Um, but anyway, but it, but why why does this post and just in general, someone like Chris Pratt, why does it matter when when they're reacting to this kind of stuff? Well, so it matters for a variety of reasons, right? And we can't we're not endorsing somebody's faith or faith walk when we cover them, right? I think that's an important distinction yes. too. You know, we're covering it because they're saying something noteworthy. And if Chris Pratt is on a journey, yeah, he's cursing, he's saying things, you know, he's doing things that maybe aren't perfect, aren't how a Christian should behave maybe, but he's moving on this path, we will often cover those things to show, wow, this person is on a journey, right? So that's why we covered the men's health comments. But but what he did this month, and this is what makes this story so interesting, at the start of January, he actually did a flashback to that Generation Award speech. He shared the nine rules on his Instagram, and he wrote, throw back to that time, MTV honored me with the Generation Award. I was given three minutes to impart wisdom to the next generation. Given the chance to do it again, I wouldn't change a thing. Wow. That well actually seems to me like a double down on what he had said, right? And a clarification almost that he yeah. actually does support it. Yeah, indeed. And uh, it's that's really interesting because, I mean, as we've seen, Chris Pratt has gotten flack for just the insinuation that he's part of you know, normal Bible-believing churches around America because Hollywood obviously is very filled with people of, as we were talking earlier, that LGBTQ community that don't, they think if you don't agree with their lifestyle that you are a bigot and a hater. And so it's, that's a, that's a difficult position for somebody that, you know, in a position that Chris Pratt is in because they're going to be put in that, that spot all the time. You know what I mean? Like they have to balance that. And so when they stick to it, I mean, I think, I mean, dare I say it guys, that this is a, that's a courageous move. Yeah. You know, I think in Hollywood, 
It's interesting, right? Because in the West, are we experiencing any sort of persecution? Obviously not gen No, like we're not experiencing the persecution that people around the world are, that our brothers and sisters who are suffering are. But there certainly is discrimination. And I think for the Christian in Hollywood, I think the temperature is always really hot, right? Because there's always, I mean, at, at every corner, you're facing uh, a barrage of people who are trying to force you in one way or the other. And there's millions of dollars on the line with pretty much every decision that you make, because all you have to do is have one friend who pulls the plug on you because you say one thing, and then you're blacklisted from Hollywood. So I think what we're seeing is kind of the machinations of that for Chris Pratt over these last several years is dealing with that pressure from Hollywood that we're not necessarily seeing, but we have to know as believers that that's happening because we know that scripture says that we're going to face adversity. Uh, and certainly that adversity is, is going to be pretty strong uh, in a world that's so secularized <clears throat> in an industry that is so hostile toward Christianity. So uh, I think these stories are important to highlight, Billy, because they give us handles, right? We know how to pray. Like I know what to pray for specifically for Chris Pratt and for others who have spoken out about their faith and have maybe kind of been vague at times and stronger at other times. Um, so I think it just is a reminder that all of us are facing difficulty in our faith walks uh, and good for Chris Pratt for being transparent about where he is uh, and and for being open and, and doubling down here about his faith. Cause that, that yeah. is a bold <clears throat> move to make in the world that we live in today. It is. It is. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. So um, awesome. Thanks for uh, bringing that story there. Uh, Billy, appreciate it. I, I always like talking about it. Look, Chris Pratt's a funny guy and uh, he's a solid guy. Look, he's he's uh, he's great to have in the realm of brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's let's just say that. All right. I mean, I'm yeah. happy, happy to happy that that's the case. So. All right. Um, heading on to the main thing now. And we've got an increasingly pervasive problem in today's culture and that is the porn problem and it's normalizing dangerous and disturbing behavior particularly among children and elizabeth good is an anti-sex trafficking expert and she sat down with trey to break down the issue and warn parents about how satan is systemically coming after children with pornography that's today's main thing At just nine years old, children are sending nude images of themselves not only to their peers, but also to adults much older than them. A recent study conducted by Thorne, a nonprofit fighting child exploitation, found that 21% of children ages 9 to 12 years old perceive it as completely normal to share naked pictures and videos with each other. That's up from just 13% one year prior. That staggering and increasing metric is, in large part, the result of the pervasiveness of pornography. Elizabeth Good is an anti-sex trafficking expert, a survivor of child sexual abuse, and author of Groomed, Overcoming the Messages that Shaped Our Past and Limit Our Future. She recently sat down with us to discuss how she sees Satan using pornography to wreak havoc on the next generation. Here's a portion of our conversation. There are a lot of root causes uh, that precede uh, this explosion of sex trafficking that's that's really sweeping our country, uh, unfortunately, and you don't even think about that. You're living in the West, you're in the United States. We think we don't deal with sex trafficking, but other countries do. But the reality is, is that we're kind of an epicenter here in the United States uh, for sex trafficking, uh, as we've we've covered that a lot here at, at CBN News and at Faithwire. Uh, and pornography 
is a an engine, it seems, that drives so much of that, uh, particularly younger kids and teens who are introduced to pornography, then they're desensitized to sexuality uh, and, and all kinds of abuses. I know that's a lot there, uh, but maybe could you explain a little bit of how pornography is directly tied to the sex trafficking issue? Well, yeah, I love that you're asking this and I'm so proud of you for speaking about it because a lot of the church is like, we can't do that. We can't talk about porn. We can't go there. We can't. And you know what? Hell is systemically coming after our children, systemically Mm -hmm. dismantling the ability for intimacy, for family. Like if we don't do something in one decade, everything will be different. And we have the power as the church to speak to it because what I can tell you is from the last decade, since I've run it, I've run safe houses. I ran them for over a decade. And when I started back in 2011, the average age that a little girl would post a naked selfie, which this will be shocking just from a decade ago, was 12. But now the average age a little girl posts a naked selfie is seven or eight years old. And what is so horrific about this is that physically, biologically, they're not old enough to even be in that position. But what you're talking about, the grooming that's happening, the pornography, like we were all raised, my generation, on airbrushed Playboy. If you happen to see porn, it was an airbrushed Playboy on somebody's dad's toilet. And here, our children are given these devices that come preloaded to explicit, and what is on them is abusive. It is violent. It is everything but intimate. And so children are being exposed, what we're learning now from research. So here's what research tells us. The American Academy of Pediatrics says that 75% of four-year-olds are given a smartphone. Most parents don't know, like right now there's a movie out, right? Puss in Boots by Disney. A child can say, show me Puss in Boots. And the imagery that will pop up with no filter will leave an imprint if it happens to be porn. If the wrong thing comes up, it's there. And then once it comes up once, it comes again and again. And what stats tell us is that children's neuropathways are being rewired because of what they're viewing by seven to eight years old. And so when they're viewing this stuff, their body is having responses that they're not mm-hmm. chronologically old enough or biologically old enough to have. And just quite honestly, as a woman or as a man, when I nurse a baby or if a person has an orgasm, there's oxytocin released. These children at seven or eight are having that chemical released in their bodies, but it's tied to everything wrong. Like it is unleashing things way out of order. Everything is out of order. And so there was just an incident. And this is why I do this because I'm like, this is enough. The girls that end up in trafficking and safe houses, they just weren't caught along the way when all this stuff was happening. But a little girl was raped in a parking lot of a high school, 11 year old by a 17 year old boy. And when they interviewed her, she said, it wasn't rape. He likes me. And it was a violent rape. Mm. And what they found out is she has been watching abusive porn since she was five years old. So they don't know what love is. And if we don't get ahead of it and lead the narrative and take charge of this conversation, our children are being taught by the world and it is not pretty. So This is a very important topic. To catch our full conversation with Elizabeth Good, head over to the CBN News YouTube channel. All right, Trey, appreciate that conversation. That leaves us with time for one last thing. Proverbs 18.2. I'm obsessed with Proverbs, clearly. (laughs) Um, But fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. And I have to tell you, that is 
that is a convicting one because we all love to lead yeah. with our opinion and not understanding. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, we, just as that conference we were talking about, that open mic night, one of the adversaries came up you know, that disagreed with the church, spit out their opinion, and then just left. They didn't even want to hear. So that, I mean, it's true. And we do it too. I mean, I'm not just pointing fingers at them. I mean, we can be susceptible to this as well. So it's a, a you know, good reminder to keep you know, searching and yearning for wisdom and humility. Yeah, no, I think that's that's so important because prayer, not only is it communication with God, I think sometimes it's also processing things in our own life. And then you realize through the power of the Holy Spirit, like, oh, wow, I'm way off base here. And I think it's important to to keep that in mind, right? It's great to share our opinions, to share our thoughts, to share our interpretations of, of where the Lord might be leading us. But we also have to do it with humility, right? And listen to the wisdom of counsel around us and also listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yeah. Absolutely, hundred percent. Good place to, good place to leave it on this Wednesday. Hope you are going to have a fantastic day here, as we're just about halfway through the week. We've done it. Well done. All right. Well, as always, get yourself on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Email us quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. We'll be back here tomorrow with more. God bless. See you then.